You got it. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. Roger L. Simon is with us today, and uh, he has got a fantastic new book. It's a great new novel. It's called The Goat. And uh, also, Roger was the co-founder of PJ Media, and he's with us today here on our big program. And uh, let's talk a little bit about your book. Why did you decide to write this incredible book? Well, you know, one of the reasons to write a novel is to entertain people. People forget that. And, I, you know, I have a big career as a Hollywood screenwriter, which, because of my politics, got semi-erased. And uh, uh, so, you know, I, uh, I tell stories as a novelist now. This is a pretty good one. I think the reviews have been the best I've ever gotten. And I'm, it's, not, it's my 13th book. And what it is, it's the story of a guy in his 70s who's a kind of a retired screenwriter who's played tennis all his life. And he finally, after decades, has made it to the finals of the seniors tournament at his club. No big deal, but he's pleased. And, but in the first game, his back goes out something fierce. He's rushed to Cedar sinai Medical Center. The doctor says, we've got to operate. This is terrible. But a woman from India or Pakistan or somewhere, cleaning lady in the corner says, do not do operation always makes worse. Go see my cousin Gombo in Valley. He picks up. <laughs> but of course, this is this is a Western guy, right? Yes. So yes. he's like all of us. So he's now he does the operation, but it turns out the woman's right. It's a disaster. And this is happening in L.A. So finally, the guy is kind of playing suicide. I mean, he can barely move anymore. But he finally gets behind the, the wheel of his BMW. He peers over the over the wheel. I mean, it's very bad. He goes out to the valley, and he meets this guy Gombo in a. In a in a mini mall, right? <laughs> and he's a, a, a Ayurvedic doctor from the Himalayas, and he starts to give him Himalayan teas and and, and little you know herbs, right? Oh and yeah. The guy starts to get the guy starts to get younger. Our hero, he can't believe it. He goes back to the club, you know, and, and all the ladies are going, "Wow, you're looking pretty good, Dan." You know, <laughs> he's almost embarrassed. But he goes back to this guy and says, who are you? Are you Mephistopheles? Am I making some kind of deal with you? And the guy says, ah, no, of course not. But he, and he takes him to the Himalayas and he arranges a second life. And our guy comes back as a 22-year-old from middle America. And pretty soon he's playing the best tennis in the world against Nadal and Federer and winning Wimbledon. Wow. So it's a kind of a Faust story, if you remember Faust, but of course, or damn Yankees even. But, but like in those stories, it's not all it's cracked up to be, living a second life, having all the beautiful women you want, everything else. So that's, it's kind of a little cautionary tale for our time, but I can assure your listeners it's funny all the way until it's not. Fantastic. We have got a great guest. I'm not going to... I'm not going to give you any more details than that, because, my God, I give a lot. <laughs> we have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program, Coast to Coast in Border to Border on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. This is an absolute amazing, amazing book. We have got a fantastic guest with us today, Roger L. Simon, with us. And uh, So w- one of the things about this book, you- you've put a lot of time and a lot of effort into this book. Talk to me about the writing process for this book. Well, it actually, you know, strange way began about 25 years, 25 years ago, because at that, in the early 90s, 
I was uh, working with the, uh, the film director who's now dead, named Paul Mazursky, and we were thinking of writing. Uh, we we wrote a script together called Freddie Faust about a screenwriter who gets a second life, and and the devil in that one was uh, someone like Bill Gates. And so I've been thinking about this for a long time. I wrote the novel in a couple of years, recently, obviously, because wow. it just got published this week. Now, uh, what are some of your goals for the book? Well, one of my goals is for everybody listening to this thing, go buy it on Amazon and read it, enjoy <laughs> it. My, sec- my second goal... My second goal is uh, to see it made into a movie. Fantastic. Because I would have written it maybe originally as a movie, but, you know, what happens to people who come out conservative in Hollywood, I think some of your readers, your listeners know. Oh, yes. Yes, it's, yes, yes. It's not a, it's not a spittle place anymore to <laughs> people who are somewhat, who are right of Trotsky. Now, why is this? Uh, what, what, what has happened here with well, us? Um, well, I think primarily, more than anything else, groupthink. You know, you know how that infects all kinds of people. And, and you know, once it starts to become what everybody is supposed to think, then everybody starts to think it. And also, their jobs start to depend on it. Oh, so really? Then it gets, oh, yeah, quite, quite so. So there, everybody... In you know Hollywood, who comes out? I mean, if you're Clint Eastwood, you're already famous beyond famous. Yeah. Then okay, they leave, they leave you alone because they, he's more powerful than they are. But ninety for almost everybody, but people of that decades of fame, it's very risky to uh, have an opinion that is even you know mildly centrist or right wing. They're all like sounding like socialists, although they're all driving around in Mercedes and uh, and BMWs, you know. Yes. <laughs> they're rich socialists. It's much better to be a rich socialist than a regular one, I can tell you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we have got a great guest with us today. Roger L. Simon joins us here on our big broadcast, and uh, he is tremendous. Now, uh, with this book, what, what's been some of the different reviews you've, and feedback you've gotten on the book so far? Well, it's been spectacularly good. Uh, some, I mean, <laughs> people are saying it's my best book and so forth, and hugely funny. Uh, but there have been a couple of critics on, on Amazon, as there always are. I mean, 90% of them are favorable. But these people were complaining that there were some typos in the book. Now, I've <laughs> every book I've ever read has had typos, so it's, it's, it's not strange. But the, what's happened now in the world of typos, your listeners may be amused, is that you know, because of autofill, the spell checker doesn't catch typos sometimes that you think they're catching. I'll give you a funny one for this because it's about tennis. The the word for the the word forehand appears several times because, as people know, you have a forehand in tennis. Yeah. Except sometimes, twice in the book, and it's being corrected, it appears as a forehead. Now, same number of letters, obviously, and also. The spell checker, of course, doesn't think there's anything wrong with forehead. It's fine with you. But then, because there's a forehead, there's a forehead. <laughs> so you can't... So, so, so it, this, this is the, that's, the big, that's the big criticism of the book so far. So if you can live with that, you'll love the book. <laughs> it only happens twice. <laughs> Fantastic. We've got Roger L. Simon with us today. He joins us live here in the broadcast. Uh, give us a profile of the typical reader who's going to love your book, my friend. 
What kind of reader? Yeah. Well, I, the, I think I think almost most people will. I think anybody over forty five, let's say, will order thinks about her second life. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> we all make mistakes, and we all wish things had gone better. I mean, that's just the human condition. So that, that I think that's a lot of people. Uh, tennis players will certainly like it because, and a lot of people, millions of people play tennis because it's set in that world. But I, I've been told by people who never played tennis that they like it just as much because, you know, they can imagine playing tennis. It's not too difficult. We've all seen it. I mean... Yeah, the U.S. Open was just last week, so it's not it's not like something very strange. So that you know, it could be said uh, you could set a novel against boxing or something like that. Actually, more people play tennis than most things because you know, get your head knocked off by doing it. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Roger L. Simon joins us here on our big broadcast. And um, so, why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? To readers? Yeah. Well, I think everybody wants to be, you know, when you read, you want to be entertained, don't you? I mean, yes. uh, you, you know, a lot of us in school were force-fed things that were supposedly classics. Uh, many of them, and that turned off people from reading novels, but many of those supposed classics were really entertaining in the, in the, in the era they were written. And some of them, of course, still are. But <laughs> a lot of times now, there's a kind of a, a fan for literary fiction that thinks it's more important than it is. I, I that's something I don't like. I, I think, you know, you owe people enjoyment for their time. Now, I have a message and messages I want to report. I, I think most writers do it to, to import a message to, you know, to help people understand the world. But at the same time, you've got to entertain them because you're using a lot of their time. I mean, there's so many things. One of the real problems of today's life for all of us is we have so many alternatives in front of us, we don't know what to do. Uh, yeah. This on the Internet. That, you know, I mean, and it's, it's affecting the human brain. A lot of people have more ADD than they used to because they can't pay attention to anything more than five minutes. So it's really great to read a book because a book forces you to pay attention for a couple of hours anyway, and that's really good for your head. I mean... You don't need to be a doctor to know that. It's true. <laughs> Roger L. Simon with us today here on our broadcast. And uh, w w one of the things uh, th that you brought up and one of the things that you've, you've been talking about is uh, uh, the left and Hollywood. Um, do you think that conservatives and, and, and folks that are uh, of that ilk should be trying to rebuild Hollywood? or, or how, how, how do they do this? Well, I think we should start their own companies, but they don't. Uh, well, they do a little bit, but mostly they don't. And, and the re I, I, not to make movies that are like uh, propaganda movies. No one wants to see that. You want to see a real story. But what's happened is that the, the, the people, the money people on the right, the conservative money people, they seem to be afraid of getting involved with the arts. The only time they'll put any money up is maybe for the Philharmonic. But, you know, Beethoven already has all the credit he needs. We, he doesn't need help right now. <laughs> what, needs to, what, need, what needs, I mean, I like Beethoven too, but I mean, right now, it's the contemporary people who are going to change things, and they're the ones who need help. You know, Andrew Breitbart said before he died, of course, that uh, politics was downstream of culture, and he was really right. I mean, what makes people's opinions is, you know, how they see the world and what shapes how they see the world 
are movies, novels, television shows, things like that, more than political stuff. I mean, it, it's the first things, and it's the first things for young people. And I think the, the conservative money people should get with it. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in the broadcast, Roger L. Simon. And uh, Roger, uh, h- how do people find you online, pick up your book, everything else? Oh, well, finding me, uh, picking up the book is simple. Just go to Amazon, type in The Goat, and it will pop right up in three different formats, meaning a Kindle, if you have one, or, or you, and everybody's got a Kindle because you can have a Kindle on your iPhone or on your laptop. And... If you don't want to do it that way, you can get it in paperback there or you can get it in hardback there. And in a few weeks, because the guy just uh, sent me the first test of it, it'll be an audio book as well. And you'll all be able to buy it, whichever one you want at the same place. And if you want to read my work online, uh, go to pjmedia.com, which is the company I founded way back in 2005. And uh, sounds like ancient history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Uh, beginning of this century, and uh, you'll see my work there and also on Real Clear Politics. Fantastic. Well, it's been an honor and a privilege, my friend, and uh, thanks for being on with us today, and I uh, definitely will talk to you soon. Have have yourself a wonderful day, Roger. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you, my friend. There he goes, Roger L. Simon, the uh, fantastic author of The Goat. You can check it out today on Amazon. And uh, that about wraps it up here for this edition of Bill, Grow, and Enjoy.